Hey everybody, welcome to the 24th episode of the With Podcast, uh, where we are uh, entering into an ongoing conversation, uh, attempting to wrap our head, heart, and hands around one simple part of being human, how to be with. Uh, With comes in lots of different various forms, uh, with God, with others, and with ourselves. This is not a conversation that we expect will conclude anytime soon. Uh, We feel like it's really important to uh, have the conversation and continue to cultivate who we are uh, and how we are being uh, that human, that person. Uh, Let's jump into today's conversation. I love fall. (laughs) Most often, when I spend time with my kids individually, eventually, all three of them will ask my opinion of some seemingly completely random passing thought they're having of their own volition. They all, they all do this to me. The perspectives are different, but the left field nature is the same. My Asa will casually ask me who I think are the top five players in the NBA all time. Such a question makes my head explode. Jude will wonder aloud and pose the question to me if a specific ball he hit three days ago in a batting practice session would have gone over the wall for a home run in a game with a real ball. Real ball, batting practice balls, the fact of the matter is we use old broken down balls for batting practice so they don't fly as well. Zoe, meanwhile, will ask me about my favorites. Clear and simple. Daddy, what's your favorite? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? What's your favorite thing to do? What's your favorite? She just finds things. (laughs) I usually hem and haw and decide on the spot to make something up to answer the question and engage the conversation. But the other day, she asked me about favorite season. Daddy, what's your favorite season? Fall. No hesitation, (laughs) no consideration, no any kind of Asian. Fall. Because that's the right answer. Fall is cool. Fall is one that provides great light, a little bit later sunrise, so there's a calm darkness, encouraging slowness in the morning, which we all want. There's an earlier sunset, which makes for a welcome demarcation that the day is over. Pack it up. Fall offers this reprieve feel. It's the middle of the calendar year, yet it offers new. Uh, Yeah, sure, school is different this year, but there's still something starting. Work kind of takes on a different flavor in the fall, sports, things. Also, to mention, the flavors. Fall has the best flavors. S'mores, spiced pumpkin, pies, a holiday bent completely and only around food. I mean fall, right? What's not to love? On the heels of that conversation, I woke up this past Tuesday to an overcast day that looked a little bit fallish out the window. I had a hankering for a spice latte, and so I slipped on some jeans, my favorite tribe gold sweater, grabbed my vest as I went out the door. In short, I dressed in my fall attire. I was pumped. I had a great perspective on the day. The only problem, of course, was it wasn't fall. It's still summer. Not only in name, fall begins September 22nd, by the way, but also in nature, the feel. Chance of thunderstorms are still a daily part of my Alexa forecast, and the high today, 92 degrees. Knowing what season we're in is critical to our constructive engagement for our days. There is a rarely mentioned tribe of Israel in the Old Testament, the sons of Issachar. They find mention in the scriptures, uh, 1 Chronicles, because they, quote, 
are those who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, unquote. Jesus, too, seems to grasp this, not just the moment, but what the moment calls for. His first miracle, the wedding of Cana, his mother turns to Mary and says, hey, Jesus, you you need to work this out. And he very glibly simply puts it, this is not the season. This is not for me right here and right now. We see Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, knowing the moment He's in prayer. He's in agony. He doesn't try to escape it. He doesn't try to avoid it. He doesn't try to ignore it. He lets it be what it is. Uh, Luke 4, uh, he's been preaching and doing miracles, and there's a crowd that has gathered. Now, some are there to listen, but there are some there, too, that want to literally, as the scriptures say, throw him off a cliff. They want to murder him. They want him and his message to be over. But Luke 4 in verse 30 says, and he walked through the crowd. He just walked through because he understood what the moment called for. And there was almost this essence around him that he stepped into and beyond the actual moment, but into what the moment offered him and called for. Are we aware of what is affecting us? Because when you're talking about the season you are in, we have to also talk about what others are saying about the season we are in. First, there are internal narratives. We've got desires. We've got emotional expectations that we're not even aware of. We also, especially these days, have fatigue. That's a word that I've heard a lot. I'm just fatigued. There's emotional fatigue. These things, desires, expectations, uh, often plunge us into or prod us out of unwittingly towards directions of uh, another or other than where we actually are. This, uh, in and of itself, is not a problem when you're talking about a season shift like from summer heat to fall cool. It becomes problematic when you're speaking of the grind of a marriage compared to the ease of an emotional attachment to some friend of an opposite gender. She's just easier to talk to. He's just so kind and understanding. Or maybe it's that impulse buy because you just so need change. If you want to buy something, go for it. But if you're really trying to meet that need for change that's in your soul, no purchase is going to affect that. Or maybe It's the entrance into a relationship when you're in middle school, high school, or college, young adult, professional, whatever. And you feel feelings that you've never felt before or haven't felt in a while, so you just go ahead and follow those feelings. Side note, feelings are meant to be felt, not followed. Second, a myriad of other voices want to tell us where we are and what season we're in. I'm not suggesting all these voices are wrong, evil, or have any malicious intent. I just think it's curious that the vast majority of these voices have a vested interest in a commodity perspective of me rather than community. Meaning, their agenda does not include my well-being or yours, but their own interest is usually spelled out by what they stand to gain from me or you, or us, in terms of their finances and their power from us. Again, I don't mean to communicate that there's evil intent. Starbucks is everywhere. (laughs) I wanted a spice latte on Tuesday. 
I realized after the fact because when I ran by Target the other day, there was a huge placard there with what? A spice latte. I'd seen numerous commercials. I'd heard commercials uh, when I was listening to the Cubs game. I, I, I got emails. I got multiple emails about spice lattes from Starbucks. I didn't even realize that information was influencing my perspective. Other people speaking to me about their perspectives their opinions, and not just people, but opinionated people, the ones who are really good and settled in their own opinion and want my opinion to match theirs. People in politics. I mean, do I need to say anything more? The finger pointing, the threats, the loud ovations of, hey, this is where we're going and we need to go this way. Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with sweaters, spice lattes, and best efforts uh, to move beyond where you are or to engage opinions and have conversations as others have perspectives different than ours about what season we are in. But if those things really aren't where you are and cannot actually move or shape you and the season, those things will confound and even compound frustration. Think about it like this. A parka. Parkas are great. I love parkas in January and February. I mean, it's like a, a hugging blanket that I get to wear all the time. But a parka in the heat of August, that's no good. Or, or tank tops and flip-flops while you shovel snow from your driveway. We are in a season now. I'm speaking beyond weather patterns now. We're in a season one that comes around hopefully once a generation. And as much as I want it to go away and welcome the next, I don't have the capacity for such. I mean, in my opinion, none of us do. I don't mean to say we should sit idly by and just be subject to the season, but we would be well served to send our roots deeper in things like our faith, our family, our friends. We should be like a cactus. Cactus is Cacti, I don't know, whatever the plural is of that plant, the cactus, they're amazing. They live in the middle of unlivable circumstances. They, out in the wilderness, the desert where there's not much rain, the, the weather swings from extremely hot to extremely cold. None of us want to be there. No thing, no animal wants to be there. And yet cactuses, cacti, they thrive. It's because not the surroundings are allowing them to thrive, but those plants have taproots that go down deep. So they're not being affected and shaped by the circumstances temporally. They are being affected and shaped by what they are driving down into. You see, when we humans do that, when we act like a cactus, not not the prickly part, but the taproot part, It's no longer the temporal surroundings, the wilderness, the heat, the angry circumstances, the the not suitable for growth, the pandemic, the angry conversations. It's no longer those things that shape us, but it's where we have sent our roots that do the shaping. If you're listening to the sound of my voice and you are like me and you want out of this season, I get it but we would be well served to recognize it's not the season that is shaping us if we send our roots deep, deep into our faith, 
into those things that we want to shape us. Now, may you send your roots deep and in the way of our Christ, go, be with and care for yourself as God cares for and is with you.